I have found that with extraordinary systems, you can hire ordinary people. But you, if you have extraordinary people and ordinary systems, you have failure because you, you can't replace at the same level extraordinary people the way you can replace ordinary people inside of an extraordinary system. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, the number one podcast geared towards helping international investors break into the U.S. market and start buying cash-flowing deals. From Los Angeles, I'm Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, you know, this show is all about educating my loyal listeners about the benefits of buying U.S. cash-flowing real estate. Now, if you want to join the community, then all you need to do is jump online and leave the show a review. And in return for leaving the show a review, I'm going to flick you the new ebook that I've just written and just released. It's called The Art and Science of Raising Capital Like a Pro, The 4P Rule. And the 4Ps are pretty simple. It's sort of, I've coined these 4Ps as a sort of starting block and tools that you need to start raising capital. Because let's face it, not, all, not everyone knows how to raise capital and it's, it's tough. So this book is really, really awesome. I'm really, really proud of it. And hopefully it will just give you, change your mindset a little bit about raising capital. And the four P's are pretty simple. It's professionalism, pitch, practice, and patience. So if you want to get, get your hands on the copy of, a, of the new ebook, Hot Off the Press, then jump on iTunes, leave the show a five-star review. Then once you've done with that five-star review, take a screenshot and send me that screenshot to info, that's I-N-F-O, at rsnpropertygroup.com and just put in the subject line, free ebook. All right, guys. Also, a little bit more housekeeping stuff is that in 2017, I've started my mentorship program, helping other guys out there, other guys and gals who want to learn how to buy apartment communities. Um, so if you are interested in the mentorship program, I'm only taking on a limited amount of people, uh, between 10 to 15 people uh, in this program for the first six months. And in the program, I'm going to walk you through everything from how to start to analyzing deals, talking lingo, um, how do you start sourcing and finding deals. Um, I'm going to give you all like different written phone scripts when you're calling cold calling brokers and you're cold calling investors for, for capital. I'm also going to talk about personal branding and how you're going to change, you know, invest people who want to invest with you. It's all about you as a personal brand. So I'm taking you through the A to Z of how to understanding how to buy multifamily real estate here in the United States. I also cover how to close on a deal, all the financing aspects, um, the different types of due diligence that you're going to need to do uh, in order to make sure that you're buying a cracking deal. So if you are interested in get, becoming uh, you know, a mentee of mine, then also hit me up at info, I-N-F-O at rsnpropertygroup.com and put in the subject line, interested in mentorship program. And I'm going to send you back an incomplete summary summary of what I'm going to do. It's a complete overview of the program. Uh, hopefully you get some benefit out of it and then we can jump on a call and talk a little bit about it a bit more. 
All right, guys, if you do have any comments about this show or any feedback, I love hearing feedback from you guys. Tweet at me at Reed Goosens. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. And remember, I always tweet back at people who tweet at me and leave me comments or you know give me advice on what things I need to cover in the show or things I can do, do a little bit differently. So that's, again, tweet at me at Reed Goosens. All right, guys, enough out of me. Let's get cracking it into today's show. Today on the show, I have with me Michael Quarles. Michael is a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, author, general contractor, and he's a real estate broker. Pretty incredible guy. Michael is what he liked to call a massive investor, an expert in specializing in residential real estate. And at the age of 18, he built his first duplex. And over the course of his investing career, he has done thousands of real estate transactions. Michael is a massive action taker with unwavering confidence in his ability to achieve his goals. Michael has also built over 70 brand new construction units and is vastly experienced with fix and flip, assignment, wholesaling with a major focus on wholesaling, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about wholesaling in this show today. But enough out of me. Let's get him out here. G'day, Michael. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Doing good, sir. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure, mate. Where are you dialing from around the country? Well, Bakersfield, California. Nice. And, um, it's like the rest of the country. California. <laughs> uh, for those people who don't know where Bakersfield is, it's about what, four hours north, three and a half hours north of LA? It's about two hours north of LA, right yeah. in the middle of um, a desert that some folks ran out of gas in, apparently. <laughs> Said they'd start a city, and um, here we are. Nice, nice. So, Michael, I mentioned that you know a lot of your achievements in the introduction, like you've you achieved a lot in your career. But before we dive into the nuts and bolts of today's conversation, can you elaborate a little bit more on your background and how you got started investing at such a young age? Well, I had, um, we can. I, I was an, in, I want to call myself an indentured servant. So, as a child, um, my father had a construction company. So, you know, before school, after school, weekends, holidays, summer vacation, I was, I worked in the construction business. You know, I laid block, poured concrete. I was just a little kid, but I, I grew up in that arena. When I was 18, I um, enlisted in the Air Force. And uh, my enlist report date was about three months um, later. So I had, I had three months to kill. I opened up the newspaper one day and I saw an ad for an R2 lot. I had, and I had no clue what an R2 lot was. And it's the only property I've ever bought through an, uh, an, a broker or an agent. But um, I called the, the real estate professional and, and fell in love with dirt um, <laughs> after buying that property. Nice. And to talk to me about R2, for all those listening out there who might not know what R2 means, just explain to a little bit to them a little bit about what that means. In, in our area, R2 it implies or indicates how many units per square footage of the lot you can build. Right. So in R2 in our area, every 3,000 square feet, uh, we can build a, a residential unit. My lot was a little over 6,000, so I could put a duplex on it. And um, that's what I did. Nice, man. And so to, you, you had... You'd had a bit of experience helping your dad with, you know, around the, the yard and, you know, on construction sites. But besides that, what was the sort of motivating factor besides just killing time to just go out and buy a 6,000 square foot R2 lot? Because not every 18-year-old does that, right? No, in fact, I, I wrote a bad check for the, the deposit. I didn't realize that they were going to actually try to cash my deposit. I didn't understand what escrow was. I, I made all kinds of mistakes my first one. But the motivation behind it was as a child, one of the... One of the things my parents gave me was the attitude that I can do anything I set my mind to. 
So I, that was embedded in me. If you want to do something, you can do anything you want. And if you don't want to do something, you can do that too. And so failure or success really is dependent upon mind frame. And then being young and not knowing what I didn't know, which I think for me at, the po at that point was pretty important, um, I wasn't afraid. And then I had that big OS on my chest. All 18-year-olds <laughs> seemed to have. And I had that invincibility about me, and so I just took off. And um, I learned it real, real fast at a young age, the, the art of negotiation, the ar art of asking, because without the question, that's a no answer anyway, and um, fell forward. Nice. So talk to me a little bit about the numbers on that first deal. Um, what did you pick it up for? What did you, did you have to entitle the land, which, you know, you had to go to the city and say, hey, can I build this duplex on so this property? In, in high school, I took four years of architectural drawing. Basically, it was a nothing, no brainer class. It was a way to, you know, kill an hour of my time during the day. But I took four years of it. So I knew how to do stick drawings. And this is way back in the day. I'm older than dirt. So this was way back in the day before you needed engineers and you know, really high-tech, high-end um, drawings like you would today. And um, so I went down to my um, local building department with my little stick drawings. I took out my permit and um, started building. I had no clue what I was doing. I knew how to pour concrete because I did that as a child. Um, but I knew a little bit about framing, not a lot, got enough to get myself in trouble, but I just learned. And um, I had plenty of time, so... Um, it was a fall forward event, and uh, I think I made like 16000 on that property, which wasn't bad for an 18, 19-year-old. It took about a year to do, and I made every mistake that you could, you could fathom. I think I put, hung the sheetrock before the roofing materials on the house, and, which you don't ever do that, right? Because if it rains, sheetrock will fall down. But, uh, but that's okay. I mean, you know, making mistakes, they're only mistakes the second time you make them. Everything else is just a learning experience. And as long as you don't beat yourself up and um, hold yourself to accountable, some sort of accountability so you don't do that twice, um, you'll be fine. Nice. Uh, and was this property in Bakersfield where you grew up? It is in Bakersfield. It is still standing to this day. I drive by it every once in a while. I took a good friend of mine. Um, now, here's a picture. Imagine this. I drive my Bentley onto the property. I, I turn around face outwardly so he could take a, a picture of me sitting in front of the first property I ever bought in my Bentley. And it was a pretty good moment for me because you know, it was 35 years of my lifetime from the start to that day right? and uh, everything between. Nice, nice, nice. So you mentioned just before, I want, and I want to dive into the nuts and bolts right now because I think it's a good segue, that your parents instilled in you this sort of, this never, you know, this you can always win or you, you have the S on your chest, the Superman. So talk to me a little you bit can, about- You can always win, you can always win and you can always fail. Right, right. And so to talk to me a little bit about more about that. Well, for me anyway, I always, see, like a lot of people, they have, I do a lot of helping of folks, getting them over this, the hurdle of um, profitability in the real estate business. And a lot of them have a fear of failure. And I have that same fear of failure. But my fear of failure is failing. Their fear of failure is failing, but my fear is the opposite of theirs. So I do because I don't want to fail. It's not that I don't because I may fail. So I look at it completely opposite. So it's a different perspective. It's much like the, half, the glass is half empty or half full, is what side of how you feel about failure do you want to be on? And I don't want to be poor. 
I never want to be poor. I never want to be homeless. I never want to be without what I need to, to have in life to do those things that I want to do. And so that causes me to conquer fear. Interesting. So I'm not afraid of that. Interesting. Interesting. So your, your inner fears about not having enough food on the table, roof over your head, enough money to do what you want is success. Dry, success right. My right. Fear is right. My fear is failure. Right. Right. And but, again, it's the same sentence. Most people, well, I won't try it because I'm afraid to fail. Well, that's why I try it. Because without trying it, I'm already a failure. So I've already failed if I don't attempt. If I attempt, I can only make it better. And because I live by the rule of, you know, there's nothing learned by the second kick of the mule. So if you didn't learn the first time you walked behind it when it kicked you, then, there, you know, you didn't learn. Well, I look at the failure, whatever little bit that I've had in life, and I go, those are just learning experiences. And um, you kind of need a little bit of learning experience in order to understand the success that you have and uh, what it means to have some success. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's incredible because I want to talk about failing fast. And so, on that first project that you did, a duplex, I'm sure you still came out on top. But you, as you said, you, you learned a lot, and I'm sure there was some few small failures to help you get to that sixteen thousand dollar profit, right? So, what are the types of advice that you could give people who are sitting on the fence, who are worried about failing, who are worried about losing the shirt off their back, about right. investing in real estate? Well, what I learned at a young age, and um, it, boy, it empowered me to run as fast forward as I can. And that is the idea that you can be honest and open and talk to people who have those resources that you need to utilize. But if you don't talk to them and, and negotiate with them and are honest and open with them, you can't. You'll never succeed. So at a young age, you know, I went into the, the person's office and I, I opened up a line of credit. I went into a person's office and I got a, you know, I borrowed money. And most 18-year-olds wouldn't even think about doing that. I did it because I didn't know I couldn't do it. And to this day, it's helped me understand negotiation. And the idea of negotiation is presenting a situation that both of you will win from. So I learned that at a, at a young age and I'm not afraid of asking the question. Right. So what advice could you give to someone out there? Is it as simply just asking the right questions or surrounding yourself with certain people? Yeah, change your friends. Right. Change, you know, you'll get seven new friends. Start hanging around with people that you want to be like, you know, that represent what you want. Set your goals. Do it on a daily basis. There's six areas of your life you set goals in. And you have to achieve. You have to be better today than you were, than you were yesterday. And I know that's a cliche. Everybody says that. But you actually have to do it. You have to say, what am I going to do tomorrow that's better than what I did today? And today has to be better than yesterday. And even if it's minute, even if it's a small thing, like I want to put an extra 10 cents in my savings account tomorrow over what I did today. Well, it's still an extra 10 cents. And um, so if, if you're responsible to yourself and you run your life in, a, in an ethical, moral, and a legal manner in that order, because just because something's legal doesn't mean it's ethical or moral, um, then you'll survive and you'll be fine. And then at some point you'll understand that the only gift we really have to give is helping those people that haven't figured out how to help themselves yet. And then you have to give it. So you have to give it back and, and pay it forward. So you can take somebody else just like I was taken as a young man when, when someone offered to help me and you know help that person succeed and make another um, entrepreneur out of that person. And so that's the goal. Right. And is that what has 
evolved into the michaelquarrels.com right now you know you have a very successful business now it's you know you've been at this for many many years so talk to me about how that has transitioned and your mindset has transitioned to helping others and, and as you say paying it back or paying it forward whichever way you look at it yeah michaelquarrels.com is all about training and i i put it a, a price point to it that causes people to say yes because that's one of the fears of training is i can't afford it well i've taken the affordability out of it and then um so we've put some some vehicles together so folks can go through a, a training program and learn real estate investing the way I do it. And the way I do it may not, may not be the way that you would do it or someone else would want to do it. It's just what's gotten me to where I'm at now. And um, because there's five, basically five methods for real estate investing when you look at single families or multifamilies. And um, so we kind of show you all five of those. You have to you know decide which one fits for you. Um, but the biggest thing that we coach is staying responsible to what you want. Understanding what you want, is it realistic for you to achieve it? Does it really mean something to you? And if it does, what does it mean? Because when we live by our, the, our, our boundaries and our goals, uh, we'll do well in life. But if we don't have either one of them, we'll, we'll fail. And, and talk to me about how you've evolved your businesses. I was looking on your website earlier. You've got, seems like you've got your, your finger in a lot of different pies and a lot of different businesses. Is that just been an evolution of you as an entrepreneur or has it been opportunities that have come your way and you, yeah, you've, you've taken those opportunities? It, it's, it, nothing's come my way. Right. I hate saying it. <laughs> you know, everybody says they get lucky or, you know, luck is luck or whatever it is. No, luck is earned. And so it's, I'm always that person who's going to figure out how to conquer the next thing I want to conquer and challenge myself. And um, the day I fired myself, when I absolutely decided I was no longer going to be the manager or technician, but I was going to be the true entrepreneur, um, then success happened. And replacing myself, and sure there was some fear in replacing myself because no one can do it as good as we can. And the reality to that is they're right. No one can do it as good as they can. And if, they, if you're three times better than somebody else, hire four of you. And you'll now make more money. You'll do more than you can do by yourself. And when you live by that principle, then you can start having multiple businesses and you turn those into passive income because everybody preaches passive income is the way to success. Well, you can have a massive income business that's passive for you and um, then be a business owner. And through 10 questions a day, you should be able to answer for yourself whether or not that business that you're an entrepreneur in is actually providing those things at which you want them to. And um, so you don't have to hammer the nail to build the house. Right, you're working on the business, not in the business, so to right. speak, right? Tr truly the Michael Gerber concept or aspect of business. And um, a lot of people, are, you know, as, as he says really well in his first book, you know, we're great pie bakers, but we don't know how to sell a pie. And, you know, if you're really good at whatever it is that you do and you can't, you're not a really good entrepreneur, that's fine, hire one. And, um, but if you, you're a good entrepreneur, hire a manager. And if you're a really good manager, hire a really good technician. And um, I have found that with extraordinary systems, you can hire ordinary people. But you, if you have extraordinary people and ordinary systems, you have failure. Because you, you can't replace at the same level extraordinary people the way you can replace ordinary people inside of an extraordinary system. That's, in, that's incredible. Um, 
extraordinary systems with ordinary people. Um, that sort of segues into my next question, which is, I know you're a massive systems guy. So what sort of systems are you implementing these days in your business to help you, as you say, have extraordinary systems? Well, so as, as an example, like I, in, the, in the real estate investment business, a lot of people um, fear that, oh, I don't know how to talk to someone. I don't know how to knock on their door. I don't know how to get a contract signed. I don't have time to answer the phone. Well, in our systems, we have, I have categories of people who do each of those things. So I don't, I don't see sellers. I don't knock on doors. I don't answer phones from sellers. So I've, I have what we call um, Alex's, Ryan's, and Angel's. And those are their names that they go by when they're at work. So in my real estate business, if you call up as someone that wants to sell your house, someone's going to answer the phone that says, hello, this is Alex. How may I help you? And they're going to go through a script. And they're going to obtain information from you and your willingness or lack of to sell a house at a, a, at a value that causes us to want to fall forward into the Ryan stage, who's then going to start negotiating with you um, and try to put a deal together. When that deal happens or doesn't happen, it's going to go to the angel stage, who's going to relook at that deal to, to see if there's anything that the Ryan didn't see or if there's a way to modify the opportunity from a term, terms expectation with the seller. And so when you have the platform or that system, then you can, you can buy all over the country. So now you're not, you're not labeled with, I'm a local investor. You're, you can say you're a national investor because the system's what's producing the result. You're not producing the result. So I can drop an Alex in a seat, and in four hours, they're trained to answer the questions in the script. And so if I decide I want to do pay-per-click or, uh, or direct mail or whatever type of advertising I want to do in a marketplace that I've researched to determine that I want to be there in the first place, I can, I can just add bodies. And my systems are in control. And I can replace those bodies if those bodies don't perform. So I, I think it's a good way of having exponential growth, true passive income from the entrepreneur's perspective. No, that's, that's inc that is a really incredible way of looking at it. And, and I think I'm even taking notes as, as we're speaking right now because a lot of people want to invest in new markets, right? But they, they don't have boots on the ground. So I've, it sounds like you've got the, the system down pat to create those boots within very few short amount of hours by the sounds well, we, of it. We all do have the boots on the ground. We just think we have to wear the shoes or wear the boots. So there are people that want to wear the boot. And as an example of that, so I'll get a contract or my, my Ryan will get a contract signed and they'll send it to the transaction coordinator who will at that point determine if we in fact should have that contract signed. So they're going to try to kill the deal before we actually get very far into it. And then when we decide that we want to keep the deal, then we're going to have one of the boots on the ground, which is a real estate professional, do a BPO, broker's price opinion. So we're going to pay $150 to have someone go out to the property determine a value for us. It's not an appraisal, but it's a pretty good price opinion. And then we open up closing and we look at preliminary title reports. That's the report that a, a title company will give us that shows who owns the property, how much is owed against the property, if there's any other mechanics liens or liens against the property. Once we have that clear title report, and these are all boots, once we have that clear title report, then we're going to hire a home inspector to do a home inspection for $350. They're going to tell us what's wrong with the property. From that point, we're going to go into a full appraisal with a professional appraisal on the pro in the in the market. So that's about four hundred and fifty dollars. So less than a thousand dollars invested. I know, in fact, if I want to buy a property and if at the value I want to buy it at, and the, if the contract value is is worthy. And 
So you can have boots because the boots are there. We just have to have systems to run the boots and not be afraid of the system. But a lot of people think, well, I, gotta have, to, I have to go see the front door. I have to go see, meet, the, meet the property. I have to fall in love with the romanticize and romanticize the property. We don't. It's, it's, an, it's, it's an asset. It's a commodity. Uh, we, we shouldn't fall in love with these things. That's, that's incredible advice. And talk to me about the type of investing strategy and how that has changed since you're 18 years old to now what you're doing with all your systems and your boots on the ground and, and not wearing your boots, as you like to say. So, you know, in the beginning, you know, I was a contractor, let's right. face it, you know, went out there and built the duplex. And then I evolved into when we started having, when our, we, we had traffic, traffic fees and school fees and sewer fees and all those things started building up. It became a better profit center to buy a house that was already constructed and fix it up and resell it instead of building a brand new one because of the, the base costs in building the brand new house from a permit perspective. And so I, I went into the fix and flip arena. I was never an assigner or a wholesaler. So I, I never sold the contract or sold the property less than value. I always wanted to um, buy the property, fix it up, and then resell it at, at the you know, ARV after repair value. However, when you have a system in place, you realize you don't have to fix and flip. So now what we do is we enter into an agreement to buy a house. We confirm, in fact, that the value we're paying for the house causes us to fall forward and, and actually close the transaction. We start marketing the house to the end user and we sell it to the end person and we call that a wholesale model. So we're not fixing the property up, we're buying it in, in the as-is condition at a value of as-is, at sort of percentage of as-is. We're selling it to someone who wants to do the fix and flip. But we're making, instead of the wholesale fee, we're making the entire spread between what we buy it for and what it's actually worth. And from the person who buys it to fix and flip it or to fix and hold it, they're actually, there's a gain there for them because the fixing spread isn't the true cost of fixing. It's just the cost that we've placed on that spread difference. And because we have appraisals, so an appraiser tells us what the house is worth in its current condition, not a repaired condition, its current condition. And we're buying it at a percentage of that. And so now with that formula, I can buy anywhere. Mm. That's very, that's very, very have, interesting. I don't have to hire a fence, you know, someone to fix the fence or a roofer to, you know, fix the roof or anybody to paint it or carpet it. I have uh, very few professionals. I have a, 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 a real estate agent who's going to do my BPO and eventually sell the property for me. I have a title and closing company. I have a home inspector and I have a, um, an appraiser in the markets that I want to do this in. And that's a lot easier. And then I can turn my dollar faster because in the fix and flip business, you might be on a property for 30, 60, 90 days, you know, putting new doors and new cabinets and new floor covering in it. Well, during that same period of time, I would have sold a dozen or so houses. Right. And so it's turning into our capital at the same time. Interesting. So because you are buying something, it's, I'm assuming, cents on the dollar, right, um, in, in terms of the as-is, what it, you know, not, not the fixed-up value, but the as-is value. You know, the reality there is, and, and a lot of people get hooked on this one, so they go, well, how would a seller, why would a seller sell it to you when they could just go and sell it to somebody else at a bigger, larger price? Because we're both paying 100% value. So... Or, or the selling process is at 100% value for both of us. 
I'm paying 100% what I want to pay for it. And they're selling it for 100% of what they're willing to sell it for. So our transaction doesn't have anything to do with actual value of the property. And much like a garage sale, you know, when you buy a bicycle and you, you rode the bicycle for five years and you don't like it anymore and you want to sell it, it may have cost you $1,000 originally, but you'll sell it for 50 bucks. 20, 25, if, you know, for the first person that says something. Well, when someone gets tired of a house, when either they've procrastinated something in their life, you know, so they, something's there, or they have an emotional situation where they can't utilize traditional means of um, selling a property, they come to folks like us and, and we, we solve their problem. And we do it quickly and, and, and comfortably and everybody's happy. Nice. And what markets are you investing in right now, Michael? A lot of California. Um, we've been in Texas a lot. We've been in Florida a lot. We've been in North um, Carolina a lot. Um, I, Ohio, gosh, they're all over the country, actually. Wow, that's incredible. That's, that's truly, well, truly incredible. When you, have, when you have systems in place, you can do this stuff, stuff anywhere. Now, <laughs> and so we call it virtual buying, you know, because that's, you know, the, that's the word that's been coined is, you know, how you buy something across country. They've never seen it. And I always suggest to people who want to start virtual buying, begin in your own market. Just because you can go see the front door doesn't mean you should go see the front door. So learn how to train yourself, retrain yourself, not to get in your car, not to drive over to it, not to meet the seller, and you know get emotionally involved in the transaction. When you can do that in your local market virtually, then you can start doing it virtually across country. Right, and I'm sure there'll be so many fence sitters getting their head wrapped around that part of it because we are all in tune and ingrained in us to want to go touch and feel it, right? Right, absolutely. Like, you know, in, in my area, we all have a car. So if I go to work, I'm going to get my Rolls Royce and I'm going to drive it to my office and I'm going to park it and I'm going to get out of it. But I've, if I lived in New York City, I wouldn't drive my car to work, right? Just a different culture, a different way of looking at something. But I'd still get to work. And so when we retrain ourselves that we don't need what we think we need and we can determine that because and through systems that we can actually make more money and it's easier and less stressful and you can do more of them, then you kind of change and you do those things. Nice. So what does the future hold for michaelquarrels.com and your business and, and as you evolve more into virtual selling and virtual buying? Yeah, I just hope that we do more and more and more. You know, I truly hope and my goal is to help as many people as I can learn how to do this. So, you know, whether they want to go and be um, a real estate serial entrepreneur or not, that'd be great if they did. Maybe they just need to buy a house or two or three to get out of debt. Maybe that's their, their, their need. Or maybe they just need to learn that they have the confidence to, to set goals and boundaries and stick to them. And that's what they need. And I just want to help people. And um, I've been... You know, I'm a, a faith-based believer. I've been blessed, and it's not mine. And so I have to give it away before I go. And uh, because if I don't, everything I've learned is lost anyway. Right. So can you give us give the listeners some advice about how they can start taking massive action from today? After they listen to this show, they're going to they're be empowered to go out and start taking action. What advice could you give to them? I, I, the first thing I think anybody should do is, is write down who they are. So I, I like affirmations, and I'm a, a big person. Either I am statements, I can statements, I will statements. So I'm a good guy. Well, what does that mean? What does the good guy mean? So if you write down who you are and why that's important to you, 
And then the second thing, and it's kind of similar, but it's a little bit different, is write down those things at which you want to accomplish. And I like dreaming five years out, then pulling it back to, to a year, then pulling it back to uh, six months, pulling it back to three months, a month, four weeks, and a day. And when you work backwards, you're going to really find, okay, I, I want to have, you know, the $3 million house on the, on the edge of the ocean or whatever they cost nowadays. Okay, so what is it going to take to get that? And then after you decide who you are and what you want and how you think you're going to go and achieve those, I would go visit all those things that you put down on your goal sheet. So if you want to, I want to, I don't want to lose because I never want to write down things that are a negative. So I want to become something. So say I, I'm 200 pounds now and I want to be 150 pounds. Well, go visit what that looks like. If you want to write or drive or own a Rolls Royce, go visit what that feels like. If you want a mansion on the side of the coast, go lay in that bed, go to an open house, have a showing, go look at it, go feel what that is like. Because until you can actually determine for yourself, in my opinion, that you truly want to achieve these things, they're just words. But when we can start living them and start believing in ourselves that we can accomplish them and taste them and touch them and, and really feel for it, then we'll accomplish it. The next thing I would do is start paying yourself, which is the hard part for a lot of people is they don't take care of themselves before they decide to go do something. So unless you can force yourself to pay yourself, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't start any business. I wouldn't start any new adventure. But if I could prove to myself that I can pay myself on a daily, a weekly, monthly, whatever basis I decide, then I can take the next step. That's incredible. That's, that's truly incredible stuff to go out and touch and feel those goals that you want. I think that's really, really awesome takeaway pieces of, of advice. Uh, Michael, this show is all about helping international investors break into the US market. Are you working with any international investors right now? I am not. Um, absolutely not. And um, I wish I were, but I'm not. <laughs> Well, then maybe they can reach out to you and uh, get in touch because that was uh, you've provided some pretty incredible advice. Uh, Michael, you ready to jump into the top five investing tips? I don't know if I'm ready, but let's do this. <laughs> it sounds Mate, scary. It sounds scary. It's, trust me, it's not. It's very, very easy. You, you strike me as a guy that has daily habits. What is your daily habit that you keep on, so it helps you keep on track towards your goals? I, and I don't know if I do it daily. I really try though. And that is to appreciate everybody that um, I give money to on a pay period basis, which seems little like, why would that matter? But I wanna, I wanna say thank you to those folks that help me do what I wanna do in life. And so I do that, or I try to do that on a daily basis. It frustrates myself when I get in my car and I leave and I go, oh, I forgot to do my lap around the office and tell people thank you and I appreciate you. And, um, you, you know, that should come normal, right? But some mm -hmm. of us have to work at it. And um, so that's what I do. That's awesome. That's a really, really nice gesture. <laughs> uh, and who's the most influential person in your career to date? I'm sure you'd have to have someone who got you to this point where you are right now. I want to say three people. If sure, I can, sure. But they represent three different things in my life, um, and, and and pretty much in this order. Um, there's a gentleman in, in in our city, and I won't name his name, but he was very influential influential in my career when I was 18, and he offered to do something for me that he shouldn't have offered. He 
no one under their right mind would even welcome the offer. Um, but he probably sat at that time where I'm hoping I sit today. And, and so he, he, he gave me the confidence of friendship and mentorship. The second person would be me. I was that without myself, my drive, I cannot achieve. Without the desire to do something better today than yesterday, I, I'm just a vegetable. And the, and the third is God. Nice. Nice. Those are some pretty incredible people, influence. You've got to, got to get out and empower, empower yourself. And, you know, Christ and, and faith is a huge influence on many, many people in, in their investing careers and in, in, in entrepreneurial success. And then obviously the gentleman who helped you when you were 18 years old. It's pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Um, with all your businesses, I'm sure you have a, a most influential tool in your business, whether it be your cell phone or your laptop or uh, a cool gadget that you have. What's your most influential tool in your business today? Oh my goodness, my telephone. <laughs> because I mean, it, it's not just the cell phone phone portion or the landline portion or the Skype portion of it, but the ability to communicate beyond the people I can touch physically has really empowered my business to be able to to really make the world small. And um, we really that was magnified when the internet was really became dom dominant. But prior to the internet, we had telephones. And if you utilize the idea of or, or live by the idea that um, something that you need is only a phone call away, um, whether that's knowledge or a product, um, yeah, you, you can get a hold of it really fast. And without the phone, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what the caveman did. It would be like horrible back then in the medieval days. Um, but um, no, telephone. That's You'd be surprised how many people come on the show and say the phone. It's... Uh... It's, it's also a really great place to start when you start real estate investing, you know, all the contacts in your phone. Uh, Michael, I, I ask people about their successes a lot. That's great and all well and good, but people learn most from failures. So what's the biggest failure that has shaped your success to date? Um, losing a ton of money. And, um, oh, no, I, I shouldn't say I lost it. I knew where it went. I knew where it was. My lost would probably the better word would probably be given not being responsible to money. And um, once I learned the how to be responsible to money, and what it would do for you if you did in fact treat it like it was a living, breathing person in your life, um, and not just an object, um, then what you can do with it, the folks that you could help with it, the, the rewards you can have from it. You, if you don't respect it, gosh. There's no reason to get out of bed, and um, but that that's the you know the the failure of money. Right. Interesting. That's a good. You're truly truly wise man, Michael. I've been really enjoyed having you on my show today. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation if they want to find a little bit more about out about you and the the courses you offer and and the, the businesses you're involved in? You know, MichaelQuarles.com, and you can Google me. You know, Google's figured out who I am, and. Um, Quarles is Q-U-A-R-L-E-S, pretty easy. Um, but um, they spell it all kinds of different ways on Google, and they'll, they'll send you to me. And um, there's contact forms and, and what have you. You know, I, I do some podcasts as well. Um, that's a really good way to learn about the person that you may want to learn from because everybody's a little bit different, and the temperaments are different, and um, their objectiveness is different, and their, their correctness is, is different. And they have to be a fit because you can't learn from someone 
you don't trust. Right. So right. that's that's an important part. 100%. Well, Michael, thank you so much for dropping in and having a chat with us today. You've given us some incredible takeaway pieces of advice just talking about your systems, uh, how you've developed your teams and that you can just replicate it across the country, which is quite quite incredible for a lot of people out there. But I think the biggest takeaway piece of advice is you know, not being afraid to fail. Um, and, and I think you would agree with that, that, you know, if, if not taking, giving it a crack or not having a go, and I'm very much the same, if I don't have a go at something, then I've failed because, you know, even if I fail at that piece of thing that I have a go at, at least I've had given it a try. Um, and I really do appreciate it and thank you for your time for dropping in today. So thanks well, a lot. I appreciate it. I appreciate it and um, we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, mate. Have a good weekend. Well, there you have it. A really, really incredible episode today. I, what, what can I say? Michael seems like a very, very humble man. He seems like he's a very thought-provoking man. You know, like just some of the stuff that he was saying there was really, really, really incredible. Sends sort of sh shivers down my spine about taking action and 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 backing yourself to get off the fence and go out and have a crack at it. And and I think myself, Michael uh, included, obviously, because we, we just we just heard from. Not having a crack at something should be enough motivation to get you going and to get you investing in real estate. Because at the end of the day, if you want to make change in your life, you have to go out and seek to make that change. And I think that's the biggest takeaway piece of advice from today's show. So guys, you know, look, definitely hit up Michael. He's a, he's an incredible guy. Check out his website. He's got some great stuff on there. I was, I was poking around there a little bit before. Um, if you are in the residential game investing game he's a he's a he's a kingpin at that um and just about all these systems i know i took a lot of information away about about setting up the systems and setting up a, a an incredible system and hiring average people so your system keeps going and i think the my biggest piece greatest piece of takeaway advice from him today was if you have incredible people but average systems you're going to fail that's definitely the quote of the day and i'm going to write that down and i'm going to put that on my on my board if you have incredible if you have incredible people but lousy systems you're gonna fail i think that's just that's just the quote of the week <laughs> so guys anyway if you want to learn a little bit more about michael jump on my website jump on my blog rsmpropertygroup.com forward slash podcast all the links will be up there um, any links we mentioned on today's show michael's uh, a picture of michael um, we'll have um, links to his podcast as well because he does have a podcast, a very successful podcast that's been going on for, for quite some time. Um, whilst you're there, obviously check out all the stuff that I'm up to these days. You know, check out the, the wine and cheese events, the couple, some of the deals that we've closed on this year in 2016. Been pretty proud of um, the deals that we closed on over 600 units in the last uh, 12 months, which is bloody awesome to be to be quite honest. Um, and, and remember, if you do like this show, jump on iTunes and give the show a, a review, whatever review you'd like to give. It, you know, please jump on there. If you've got a lot of, if you've got a lot of information out of this show, and this is providing you with a great basis to go out there and start taking massive action and start investing in real estate, then you know, I'd love it if you could just spare two minutes of your time and jump on iTunes and give the show a review. And and what I'm going to do in return, as I mentioned in the introduction, is I'm going to give you my new ebook, which is the the art and science of raising capital like a pro, the four P rule. And forever you want for all you out there, just you don't know what the four P's are. It's professionalism, pitch, practice, and patience. You remember those four Ps, you're going to be able to start raising capital like a pro. You're going to be able to start raising a lot of money, start getting your head around how to close on larger and larger deals. Um, in my world, I've, I've, you know, I've learned a lot in the last three, four years about raising capital. It's changed my investing career for the better. 
Um, and I just, you know, I, I had to write down these sort of four Ps because I saw it with within myself. I saw it within other people who started raising capital. Um, so if you are interested, jump on iTunes, leave the show a review, send, then send a snapshot of that review to info, that's I-N-F-O, at rsmpropertygroup.com and put in the subject line, free ebook. Now make sure... Thank you. Thanks if you're taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your investing knowledge because that's what we're all about here on this show, continuing to grow your financial IQ. If you are ever in the LA area and you want to jump out, you want to, you know, jump on, you want to jump out, you want to jump online, shoot me an email, tell me when you're coming into town and we're going to go out and grab, you know, if you want to grab a coffee, grab a beer, do lunch, do dinner, whatever you want to do. It's you know it's up to you. Uh, I'm I'm always keen to meet with other like-minded individuals. If you never if you don't get to LA and you want to just have a free 30-minute um, consultation or whatever, um, hit me up at info at rsnpropertygroup.com. Uh, free phone calls that I have with all my loyal listeners. It, I don't sell you anything on this on this call. It's just it's just a place that I can give back to you guys. So if you do want to do that, there's two options. If you are living in LA or you're coming through LA, hit me up. We'll go out for a drink and or whatever, a coffee. And if you don't ever, if you can't get through LA or can't get to LA, um, hit me up and we'll we'll do a phone conversation. Um, I do it all the time with people, and I've had you know help. I've been talking to you know a couple of twenty or thirty people in the last couple of months, which has been incredible. Um, and it might be the phone call is up to you. You might want me to help you with, uh, with analyzing a deal. You might want me to give you some advice on how to partner. With, you know how to form better partnerships. Whatever it might be. It's up to you. I'm always here to give back to you guys, my loyal listeners. And you know the reason I do that is because I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, to tune in to me and listen to the, the, the incredible guests I have on my show. And hopefully those incredible guests and the advice that you get from this show helps you get on and get off the couch and start taking massive action. Guys, we're going to do this all again next week. So take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Happy investing.